Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we go through primates and popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. This week on the show, returning to the monkey house, we have podcaster extraordinaire from the Sands Pants Network. It's Cass Page. Hello, everyone. Thank you. It's good to be back. Did I say back? <laughs> you did, yeah. yeah. I should have changed that from last week's script when someone was returning. <laughs> well, this would be true of you, though, second guest. <laughs> yes. Oh, let me switch that around. Okay, well, I'll start that again. Okay, good. But I, yeah. I do not edit. Anyway, this week <laughs> on the show, this. this week on the show, for the first time in the Monkey House, we have podcaster extraordinaire from the Sandspans Network. It's Cass Page. Hi, it's great to meet you. Yeah, it's you great did to meet point you to me, time. Matt, when you said that though, you <laughs> pointed right. directly at me from the top. Okay, okay. <laughs> one last time around. All right. No, I'm not doing it again. Okay, don't we do only it move again. forward here. All right. Always like looking... a like a monkey can't move forward, otherwise they drown. Exactly. Wait. Yeah. They don't. When they drive trucks, they black out their rearview mirrors because they do not look back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they just they do parallel park. That's right. On feel. Yeah. It's a classic monkey trait. Also in the monkey house. Returning to it, we have internet celebrity and podcaster Trordanaire. It's Nick Mason. Hello, I'm back. It's good to be back, Matt. <laughs> Is that what you asked me to call you? Trordanaire? No, that's not a word. Damn it. I said or- look at Ordinaire. <laughs> I don't know what a trordinaire is, though. <laughs> Seems funny. It's, it's funny. It sounds like a thing that would live under a bridge, which is also accurate. So. Yeah. Do you have business cards yet? I have business cards, but they're at the old website. So, oh, so the, I'll give you some afterwards. They're in my glove box. So. Great. Now yeah, get them updated, trordinaire. Yeah. Trordinaire. Well, check yeah. out this girl with fancy yep. glove box. That's right. <laughs> but he's got a whole heap of gloves in mm-hmm. there. That's right. Jerk. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for coming back. Absolutely. <laughs> it's our third time here in the in the monkey house. Third time's the charm. Uh, We're going to get a good one eventually. Do you have an update on your favourite primate? Uh, well, last time was the silverback gorilla. Yep. It mm-hmm. remains the silverback right. gorilla, I think. But I haven't really been introduced into, to any new primates. That's my fault. Yeah, I know. You should. <laughs> That's on me. You should send a newsletter around I that should. has all the latest That's and greatest a fun idea. advances in 
primate technology. Every month I'll send out an email with a new uh, new primate to explore. Yeah. Oh, I'm made of the month. Made, made of the month. Made of the month. That's very That's good. good. I like it a lot. All right. Yeah. You can only find monkeys who want friends. If yeah. you sometimes you don't want to expand your social circle, you want to focus on the friends you've already got. That's true. Mm. You know, I'm getting older. I don't have time for the friends I got. Do you think I can handle an extra monkey? <laughs> no. Or no. ape or no, otherwise. No, don't sir. have time to learn Auslan. Mm. Exactly. Or if like China does some sort of experimentation, they produce a new form of primate, maybe something like that. Is that on the cards? Can't rule it out, can you? <laughs> <laughs> and if I, if, if I got the newsletter, I'd know, wouldn't I? Yeah, that's true. Mm, yeah. So the I do apologize for it. But then I would have a new, I'd have a new primate to, to enjoy. You would. So the silverback gorilla, obviously. I'm very that's whispery today. I'm not sure why. I'm very, very well, it's just sensual. It's a sensual vibe. That's right. ASMR. Yeah. yeah. Australian speaking monkeys. monkeys. Really good. <laughs> yeah. So that sort of stuff. <laughs> Monkey. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has descended into madness very quickly. <laughs> and I'm on board. Normally it takes longer than this. But the silverback gorilla, that's that's like that's the that's the the boss. Of the gorilla tribe, mm. so you're not even going like a a, uh, a species of gorilla. You've gone for a specific role in gorilla society. Is that what it is? I actually don't know. I'm telling you. Okay then. I'm a I'm an amateur primatologist. Is that just a regular gorilla that's gotten really old? Is that I think, well? I think when they become the the head honcho, their backs go silver. As far because as of, I know, because of stress. Stress. Yeah, well. they got the whole tribe on their shoulders. <laughs> okay. Right? Um, and often they number in in multiples. Wow. Two plus. So, <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, they get they they actually get around in pretty big groups. Do they later turn into the male pattern baldness gorilla? Is that yes. what happens? Is it more stress? <laughs> so, totally. I mean, wow. if you've seen uh, the the Planet of the Apes reboots, you yep. you'd notice that Koba. Has, oh yes. uh, He has a bit of bit of thinning on the top. So. That's true. Yeah. And he's obviously lived a pretty stressful life. So. That's true. Oh, I don't distinguished, think... distinguished. Distinguished. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Distinguished, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. I'm pretty Isn't sure. Isn't it unfair that male gorillas become distinguished and, and female gorillas are just old? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's yet more unrealistic body standards for female gorillas. Totally. And I'm against it. Thank you. But I should say I'm the feminist on this podcast. So just okay. back off a oh, little sorry, bit. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> so thank you. I'm leaning in. You lean out. Okay. I should lean out. No, I? I'm encouraging women to lean in. I'm staying back. But I'm being loud about it. Okay. Hey, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, you should just um, wait your turn because okay. I'll be the feminist around here. Thank okay, you thank so you. much. No worries. It's good to have an ally. <laughs> yeah, I'm an ally, so I'll talk. So you don't need to. That's Aww. what any great male feminist will do. Anyhow, <laughs> what is your favourite primate, Cass? Mine is the Japanese macaque. Oh, very good. Which perhaps... Maybe a bit of a mainstream answer, but then um, if you if you're not familiar, they're the ones that are famously captured um, photographically. Uh, no, you don't edit. No, no editing. <laughs> they're the ones that are often they're snow monkeys, so they're photographed in the hot springs in Japan. Oh, they have a little bath. Yeah, so yeah. they're the ones, and I think what I love about them is that if you look at photos, they don't look like they're relaxing because of stress. They look like they're busy relaxing. Like I they're see. still getting all of their meditation in. They look calm, but if they look like if they're interrupted, they'll be like, I'm so, I'm just really busy. I yeah. cannot. Yeah. It's perfect. They've got little calm faces. They're focusing so hard. They're intensely calm, aren't they? Oh yeah. my God, it's so nice. We had a, we had a, a an audience voted episode called the Primate of the Year 2018. Oh. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but the Japanese macaques or macaques as they're also known here. <laughs> Did very well. Oh, good. Top of the pops. 
It's kind of a spoiler then, isn't it? Edit that bit out, Matt. Okay. In okay. <laughs> Redacted. What, what happens if next year they're they're are you are you are they are they out of the running for next year? I haven't I haven't thought about that yet. Okay. Maybe maybe uh, they yeah. should be. Uh huh. Maybe you can only win it once. Come on, like the Barry Award. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember the the uh, the Arias had a, like a, a a viewer voted award for for artist of the year, and Silverchair won it like six years in a row. And one year they just caught up and collected their award and went. We didn't do anything this year. <laughs> we didn't oh. release any albums. Oh. But thank you. Oh, so, that's awkward. Well, if it's the macaque every year, that's going to be yeah. embarrassing yeah, for them. Yeah, that's true. The macaque, in recent news, uh, Hitmonkey, who's a Japanese macaque, is getting his own series. That's true, on yeah. On Hulu, I think. Animated, yeah. Yeah, which is fun. Ooh. Along with your man, Howard the Duck. That's correct, yeah. Or your duck, I suppose. <laughs> More technically. Meso, on our, one of our other podcasts, do go on. He told us all about Howard the Duck on an episode a little while back. Fascinating character, Ooh. but not a not a primate. But not, not a primate, so we'll not be spoken about any further. Stricken from the okay, record. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can we strike redact that? Let's redact <laughs> it. Yes. Future me. So this week we're actually talking about Japanese macaque. That's so good. You are uh, you are at one with our listenership. Thank you. I'm the people's primate. <laughs> You're an amateur primatologist. I think as soon as you set set foot in this room, you become an amateur primatologist. Is that what your is that is that because I'll, I'll, look. A lot. We talked about this earlier. A lot of reviews are like, "I don't know why this podcast exists, but I'm very glad it does." Are you? Does this exist because you want to get some sort of honorary degree? Yeah. Some sort of honorary zoology degree. You think it'll be like some sort of honorary double in media zoology? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't. That is now on my list of goals. <laughs> good. It very wasn't good. before. Uh huh. You talk about it like I've thought this through at all. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And there's been no forward thinking on this. Terrific. I'm 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 one of those cartoons that's chucking rail tracks in front of me as I'm <laughs> cruising along. Uh, so this week we're going to be talking about a great new series on Netflix called The Umbrella Academy, and uh, this all came about because of a tweet I received from Cass. Ah oh, yes. So um, this, well, it was actually a tweet that you retweeted with a screenshot of Pogo from the Umbrella Academy, and then you retweeted this saying that we are now living in a post-9-11 golden age of primates on television or something to that effect, and I tweeted you immediately because you are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Which I, yeah, I didn't realize how correct I was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, I mean, obviously I had a feeling it was pretty correct. Oh, yes, but how correct were you? Well, this, do, you want, do you want me to read the message or you can read it, I suppose? It's you. Okay, it let's is read your, it. your words. Mm. Okay. Hi, Matt. My name's Cass. I work at Sans Pants and I apologise that this will be your first impression of me. <laughs> Perhaps you were intentionally making the joke, but you were bang on about living in a post-9-11 age of primates in relation to the Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy comics were written by Gerard Way, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, a band that formed in response to 9-11. Before that... Way had secured an internship at Cartoon Network but had his pitch of The Breakfast Monkey rejected. Just as a side note, The Breakfast Monkey was meant to be a, um, it was about a superhero monkey that encouraged kids to have breakfast, something along those lines. Gerard Way's life trajectory seemed to change from artist to writer slash singer after witnessing the attack. He didn't illustrate the Umbrella Academy, the comic books. So one could argue that the Umbrella Academy and Way's realised vision of a primate on TV could only exist in a post-9-11 world. He tried to get a monkey on TV before 9-11. The towers fell, he got a monkey on TV. If we could make a choice, it would never have happened, but that's how history (laughs) went. 
Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Technically That's correct. Yeah, it is correct. I could not believe that. I didn't so know any of that. So your dozens of references to 9-11 on this podcast have finally borne fruit, Matt. So yes. That's great. I knew I was working towards something yes. deep down. Wow. But, yeah, that was fascinating. I, I didn't even know Jared Way had any involvement. When I tweeted that, I didn't know what the show was. Someone just tweeted a <laughs> photo of a chimp at me. I'm like, holy shit, there's... Another chimp on TV. So, Cass, were you a fan of My Chemical Romance? Yeah. So um, I think this was sort of like a part of the argument was that I only bought, I mean, I wasn't into comics that much, but I only bought the Umbrella Academy when I was younger because I really liked My Chem as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, and part of the argument, sort of the theory behind the post-9-11 chimp. Uh-huh. Oh, chimp? Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried I was going to slip up. Um, was that... Um, you could argue that he, uh, Gerard Way's popularity in My Chem is what got him the writer gig or is what made the, the comic so popular because, mm. I mean, that's my experience. That's the only reason I bought it, which I discovered watching the series. I never actually read it. I thought I did. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this will be a good refresher. Uh-huh. No, every part of it was new to me. That's incredible. <laughs> so they're just collecting dust. But, yes, I was a fan of My Chemical Romance there as a go. kid. And, and he I- formed it in response to 9-11. Yeah, so he was on a ferry and saw the towers fall. Yep. Um, and like within three months of that, cause he was like, I need to do something. And yeah, within right. three months of that, they released their first album. There's a song called Skyline and Turnstiles, which mm-hmm. is about like 9-11 happening. Yeah, right. So he like wrote a song to that, formed that. And then this, I think it was a noisy article I was reading just to sort of fact check myself. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Like I remember this, but I just double check. Um, they were sort of arguing that because my chem sort of paved the way for this mainstream emo, like what we now call emo music, uh-huh. paved the way for think, bands like Fall Out Boy and yeah, like right. Panic at the Disco and all these other things. So it's this entire genre that spawned from this, which is, you know, again, we all make the choice to just not have it ever happen. But mm-hmm. this is what has come from it. That's true, yeah. Any major event has that on onset effect. Yeah. I wonder if the terrorists realised that they were going to create emo. I bet they didn't. <laughs> I'm sure that just probably, didn't I bet that come thought to their probably mind. didn't even yeah, I bet yeah, that didn't even go that's through right, their mind. Yeah. They thought maybe there'd be a country western revival or something yeah. like that at worst. <laughs> Gosh. But no, they didn't know. They Amen. didn't realize Bloody it hell. would result in uh, Pogo mm-hmm. on television. Pogo. Right. So yeah, well, I guess we should say for people who don't know the series, Pogo is kind of the reason why we're talking about this. He's like the sort of like the chimpanzee butler. Yeah. I, maybe I'll. what I'll do is I'll describe the show based on uh, the IMDb description mm-hmm. uh, of the television ap- adaptation first, and that gives us a grounding <laughs> before we jump off from there. Um, this so is th- how the sausage is made, people. <laughs> That's right. So this is a 10-episode series that the three of us have all watched in the last, probably less than the last week. So bloody binged it. Yeah. Bloody binge. It's bloody, it's bloody event television, isn't it? Bloody, bloody binge it. I'm going to have a bit of a binge. <laughs> uh, on the same... Just one more episode, I think. Just for one more oh, before just, I go to bed. Just one more. Oh, it's pretty light. One, just one more. <laughs> <laughs> Said, oh, yeah, I do a lot of that. Just one more. Just one more. No, you know, don't know what, you know what I'm like. Uh, well, there's only one to go. I'll probably watch the last <laughs> one. I just, and then I'll have a bit of a kip, you know? And oh, we'll just go back to the start. Watch just yeah. watch the first episode one more time, and then bed for sure. Uh, on the same day in October 1989, 43 infants are inexplicably born to random, unconnected women who showed no signs of pregnancy the day before. Seven are adopted by Sir Reginald Hargraves, a billionaire industrialist who creates the Umbrella Academy and prepares his children to save the world. Um, I think we're introduced to this in the show when a uh, there's a girl who's about to go swimming. She jumps in and all of a sudden she's 
giving birth. Yes. Mm. She jumps into a pool. There's a, it becomes very bloody and then she resurfaces with a giant pregnant belly. Mm. And, I mean, you would have known sort of what was coming from that. I had no idea what this show was about. So oh. what am I watching? What's going on? <laughs> That's like the only thing I remember from the comics was opening them as a kid and looking at the panels of all the women spontaneously giving birth. One of them was on like a, a train. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. Oh. See, for, Matt, for all you knew, this show was about umbrellas opening up inside of people. That's what I'm like. That's what oh, I thought. No, she yeah. got a, an umbrella inside of that's her. That's right. Yeah. That's such bad luck. Yeah. Have, have you ever had a, someone give birth on a tram that you've been driving? I don't believe so. No. no. Do you, you know Mason trams? drives trams? I do drive trams? Yes. That's he's, cool. He's a do you get to threat. give cool announcements? Um, well, they're mostly automated now, but that's not going to stop me, is it? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Ding ding. Yeah. It's mostly me asking if anybody's pregnant on the tram. Is anybody? <laughs> Anybody going to give birth on the tram? Yeah. Anybody? Anyone inexplicably about to give birth? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes on to say, not everything went to according to plan, though. In their teenage years, the family fractured and the team disbanded. Now the six surviving 30-something uh, members reunite upon the news of Hargrave's passing. Luther, Diego, Allison, Klaus, Vanya, and Number 5 work together to solve a mystery surrounding their father's death. But the estranged family once again begins to come apart due to their divergent personalities and abilities, not to mention the imminent threat of a global apocalypse. The thing about families is they don't always get along. You That's know right. I mean? you, you choose your, you know, you choose your fa- friends. You, you can't choose your family. You choose families. your bloody family, do you? Right. And also, I mean, in this yeah. case, uh, Hargroves did. It, so. He did uh, choose his family. One, yeah. one person in a family gets to choose their family. Everyone else does not. Yeah. And that's it's. Uh, people don't know, number five sounds like a weird name, but they, they were initially all just numbered by their dad, Yeah, which is pretty cold. It seems, yeah, it seems weird that they've, the way they've turned out, considering how terrible, you know, considering their dad purchased them for the most part. <laughs> yeah, so, he did. He just bought them, didn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he said their families were well compensated. I mean, I'm excited to discuss many points of this. It will get spoilery. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it hasn't already, I mean, we've already said that... Uh, you know, that one of them's called number five. Oh, no. I went, I didn't, went in cold. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Um, and then, so that doesn't get us to the, the chimp, though. Uh, this is the <laughs> Wikipedia description of Mr. Pogo. Mm. Uh, so the dad, Hargroves, is also known as the monocle in the comic books. And that's what it says about Mr. Pogo. A talking chimp associated with the monocle. When growing up at the academy, Space Boy, which is one of the, one of the kids, number one, <laughs> Uh, considered Pogo to be his best friend. He was also a sympathizer of Vanya's plight when she is repeatedly told by Sir Reginald that she is not special as she has no special powers. That's something that's Ellen Page, who's the uh the you know, the highest billed member of the cast. She's number is she number seven? She's number seven, seven yeah. And uh, yeah, has no special powers. Or at least seemingly has no special powers. Oh, what are you implying? I'm not implying anything. What are you saying? I'm not saying anything at all. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So Mr. Pogo in the comic book, because he he doesn't have a huge role in this. I'm trying to figure out why they even bother having a chimp butler in it. He doesn't really have that huge a role in the comic books either. Right. Although his name is Phineas Pogo. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Fun little fact there. That's a beautiful name. Yeah, it's good, right? I, it is, yes. Yeah, which is weird. That like, how did he? I I wonder how he got that name, considering he Hargraves didn't name the kids, but he named the monkey. Right. Unless he purchased the monkey and it already had a name. Mm. Or the kids named him because Pogo is a very like child. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Accessible name. Like that's when true. grandparents get a weird name. Yep, that's and it's true. like, oh, that's because the kid named me. Yeah, that's true. 
I did name all of my grandparents Pogo, so that makes a lot of sense, yeah. actually. Apparently, so in the um, in the description of the monocle or Sir Reginald Hargraves, it does say that he was a recipient of a Nobel Prize for his work in the cerebral advancement of the chimpanzee. That's correct. Yes. Mm. So, and he also invented a cereal. I think is that he's just a maniac. <laughs> he's <laughs> made, uh, well, there's that, and then he also does the serum to make Luther a bit monkey esque. Right. Or chimpesque. I'm not really sure. They don't they never really clarify, but yeah. Pogo does say your blood is more like mine now. Oh right. Yeah. So So there are two chimpanzees. Dur- yeah, during the series, Luther or Space Boy, mm-hmm. he he or they, they flash back to show him he gets yeah. hurt pretty badly. He's he becomes the only one who remains as, yeah. as a member of so the So when when we Academy. first see him he is he's sort of this enormous man and he keeps every part of himself covered up, like up to his fingertips. And then we discover later on that uh, he's super hairy and super buff. Hairier than you think lengthwise. Yes, that's right. And his, his chest um, looks almost like wrinkled leather in the way that a giant ape's would. Yes. it's It gets quite dark and has those weird scar wrinkles in there. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. But he also, yeah, like he's really ashamed of it. But I'm like, I would have expected like something different. It feels like, oh, that's, you're just a big buff. Leathery, hairy man. Yeah, they, yeah. they you could ex- clean up on the internet. You could just. They accept so much in yeah, that series. Right? Yeah. They're like, yes, check. Yes, robot mum, check. Yes, monkey butler, father figure. Yes, hairy Chim- boy. Butler. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. But isn't there. I, I don't know if I misheard it, but does he hook up with the girl because she's into furries? Yeah, that's yep, right. For sure. Surely they didn't exist when the comic was around. It's very how old are furries? I don't oh. I don't know. We'll find, I'll it's find. A tale I'm going to look time. it up. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take the bullet for all of us while we talk about this. I'm going to google you. furries and see what happens. Thank you so much. Um did you know that in the comic books uh, he, the origin of his weird chimp-like body is slightly different? Oh, I I really? did hear someone about that. Because in the comic books uh, he is uh, so in the show, he's grievously injured, and I, I believe Hargreaves gives him a serum that's based on Pogo because Pogo right. hands him the serum, yeah. so maybe it's based on him. But in the comic book, uh, he is severely injured, and so Hargreaves has to take his head, like amputate his head, and put it on the body of a Martian ape. Right. So he actually has a he has a literal ape body. Oh. So yeah. which makes a bit more sense as to why he there's a storyline of him living on the moon for four years. Yes, exactly. In the TV yeah. show, but I guess in the comic book, it's because yep. his body was a space space ape. Yes, exactly. He had yeah. a space yeah. ape body. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, you'll do better up there. It's <laughs> where a, you're from. Yeah. That and that makes a lot more sense as to why everyone was so much like, oh my god, you're a monster. Like you're not you anymore. And everyone was so shocked. It's like he's just a bit hairy now. And his yeah. his his ability was already super strength. So it's like, oh, now you're even more muscly and a bit hairy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. But that, I mean, they did kind of joke with him as like at the start when he they saw him again. For uh-huh. the first time when the family reunited, I was saying, oh, you've really grown into your body. Yes. Sort of like sweet, <laughs> sweet uh, jabs like that. But Well, you don't get to choose your family, do you? Well. Yeah. If you, unless you adopt them. That's okay, sure. Them all. According to fandom historian Fred Patton, the concept of furry originated at a science fiction convention in 1980. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Just in yeah. time. Yeah. Phew. It's funny <laughs> that a thing like furries can have a, a start date. It's like on that day, people were like, oh, I'm starting to feel attracted to people in fursuits. Well, Could you explain what it actually is as well? All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, this is Wikipedia, so well, that's... blame oh. society oh, if this is incorrect. No, okay. I should, before you go on, I'll explain to listeners. Wikipedia is like a website uh, online <laughs> that you can go to. It's sort of like a resource, and it's pretty handy. Are you handy. sure? I could check Wikipedia to determine Oh, yeah, that'd be correct. great. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh, the furry fandom is a subculture interested in anthropomorphic animal characters with human personalities and characteristics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a really short Wikipedia Yeah, article. that's it. That's the whole thing. Uh uh, fans, some, however, fans consider the origins of furry fandom to be much earlier, with fictional works such as Kimber the White Lion, released in 1965, uh, Watership Down, published in 1972, as well as Disney's Robin Hood as off-sided examples. Oh, because he's a fox. He's a fox. He's a real fox, yeah. you know what I mean? People do talk about that fox a lot. So much. Yeah. I've seen that in, like, TV. I think, like, in Kimmy Schmidt, she references having sexual feelings toward the fox that were confusing as mm. a child. I've heard Nala as well a lot. The uh, Simba's girlfriend in oh, the Lion King. Lion King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So cool. Very whatever. Whatever. Hey. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Whoa. Exactly. Hey, yeah. Whoa. It's cool. It's cool. Hey, it's know, all cool. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm down. Cool. Everyone's whatever. fine. Yeah. yeah we're all fine, fine about it. Cool. Yeah. There's nothing that's good. Yeah. There's no crossover between fairies and uh, primates, the podcast. There can't be. Well, there is now. <laughs> this episode may end up just being called Furries. Yeah. Which is cool with if me. If you're a furry out there, let us know. Let Matt know specifically. Yeah. And let... what your favorite primate is. Yeah. yeah. Your anthropomorphized primate. Or if it's not anthropomorphized. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like mm. a trailer. It's just regular. Yeah. yeah. I w- I w- yeah. What does Mr. Pogo do for you? Anything? Nothing. Mm, Please tweet in. <laughs> <laughs> There are some cool points about Mr. Pogo as well. Like um, you were saying, like, what's the point of him even being there? I was discussing this with someone after we were sort of watching the series. This, by creating Pogo, so Hargreaves is like creating this life for him where he has control of every aspect and he essentially lives alone. So he creates Pogo, like this monkey who's, I guess, in his, like, Chimp. Oh, no. So Pogo is a you chimp. Get three, you get three and then you're booted from the podcast. Oh, no, so, I'm yeah. down to two. But yeah. did my did my correct classification of chimp before get me a bar? Well, Mesa is the final ruler on the these final things. Final I think so, yes. Okay, okay I've got, got one. You got, you got two more strikes. Okay, yeah. Mm. I think Pogo's a really good device I've to never, sort of... I've never lasted a full episode. I've been kicked oh, out two other no. times. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, it doesn't look good. You've had so many goes. And I've made my own rules. It's normally he'd be like, oh, i got to go. Anyway, monkey, 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 laters. <laughs> 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 it's a good way to just get out of any yeah. situation. Um, yes, Pogo is very much like the kid's sort of only father figure. They have their mum figure and they've got Pogo and neither of them are completely like paternal or maternal figures to them in the way that one would expect them to be. It's all they got, so it's what they deal with. Mm. But what Hargreaves has done is set up a situation where he's chosen his family, essentially picked everyone around him, not given the kids anything real, but because he's also chosen the kids and raised them in a certain way, he kind of lives alone. Yeah, that's true, yeah. (laughs) He's managed to isolate himself in such a way. Mm. Does that mean he loves the kids? Well, there was that nice flashback at the end where it's sort of like, does he? Yeah. Because he was like, I'll kill myself. It's the only way. And it's like, oh, goodness. But he only does it to save the, the world. world. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe he has a vision. I mean, if he's from, you know, another planet or whatever, uh-huh. maybe he has a vision and a destiny and something is chasing beyond Earth in the same way that number five is like, it doesn't matter if a few people die, if we save everyone. He's yeah, like, right. I don't care about Earth. I need to get back to my old planet. That's true. 
Oh, uh, what? Yeah, he's, he's got to poochie it. He's got to get back to his home planet. But <laughs> 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 yeah, so like maybe if he because if he's if he's made Pogo, maybe if he does love the kids. So, but but he can't show it. So maybe that's why he's made Pogo and why he's made Mom. Because he's is like, true. okay, well that's this is how I express because I can't tell them. So I'm going to build two people that will. Maybe that's maybe that's the key. I don't that, know. That is true. And they do look into that in the show where they're talking to the mum and they're like, I don't know if that's you or if it's dad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was that was a cool idea. Yeah. It's true. So the, the mum robot created by the dad, she's mm-hmm. very loving. Is that the dad, you know, maybe it's just toxic masculinity. Oh, <laughs> He's no. Not sure. He doesn't know Can't how to show it. his emotions. So, well, we've, we've all built a robot to express our, <laughs> our emotions, haven't we? You know, because we can't can't do it ourselves. Uh, should we go through all the characters? We're dropping a few names. I think maybe we should explain who the key players are. So we've talked about the monocle, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's Reginald Hargraves, and number one is Space Boy, aka Luther. He's the uh, strong man with the the space chimp body, the heart of gold, and the body of a ape. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good for him. Heart of gold, back of silver. Yeah, it's ooh, mm. I love it. <laughs> That's very good. Oh, thank you. And, and then <laughs> That's going on a T-shirt. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you say in this, I own the copyright too. <laughs> oh, no, that's fair. All, you can all have words. It. <laughs> yeah. And we've said your name, so yep. that's, you that's that? mine now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I should have read that contract, <laughs> eh? Uh-huh. Uh, number two, and they're sort of ranked in, in order of power as well. And and usefulness to him, to, to Hargreaves, yeah. yeah. Oh. Which, Did they you, change at all? Well, I don't know, because how do you determine that as a baby? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, when maybe do they show even, their... Maybe you didn't even number them for years. Right. Yeah, you just... All right. Uh, yeah, what did he start with names? Went back to numbers. Yeah. No, the mum named them. The mum, right. But I don't they must not have gotten names until after number 5 left cuz he never got one. That's true. That's true, yeah. And even after he returns. They don't go, "Hey, let's have a chat. What kind of name do you want to be known as?" The whole universe knows him as number 5. Number 2 is the Kraken, aka Diego. Uh his skills kind of The Kraken? He can he he can throw anything and, and make it curve in any way. Normally knives. He's a what? knife man. Why is he called the Kraken? I'm not sure. I can answer that one. Okay. Uh, in the comic books, he can breathe underwater. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's Or he cool. can hold his breath forever, I think, is maybe oh. the key. So. How do you find that out as a child? That's true, yeah. <laughs> on the, the Wikipedia, it says he's more of a Batman-like superhero and that he goes on regular patrols and can be seen taking down drug dealers. In his teenage years... Oh, here's he... a fun fact. I'm, I'm aware of this fact. I'm ready He was it. a bass player in a band called The Primates. <gasps> oh, <gasps> wow. It's the gig poster. It's, yeah. oh, it's called I Don't Want to Kill the President. <laughs> That's amazing. And there's, there's a chimp in there, right? Yeah. Um... This is a conspiracy. He's in the band with Vanya, number seven. He's in the band with Vanya, yeah. Vanya, sorry. Oh. Uh, he's also seen to be left-handed. Oh, <laughs> all right. So what... Notable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think they could have left off that last sentence. Then number three is the rumor, who's Allison, described as narcissistic. She has the ability to instantly alter reality by lying. So she, in the TV show, at least she says, I heard a rumor that, and then whatever she says, people will do that mm. um and she was shown to have overused that as a mother <laughs> oh. and that kind of broke up her family would you use that ability i w- wouldn't oh, i don't know that's a tricky one <laughs> that is a tricky one yeah i don't know, I don't know. It's a, I, it's a, it'd be hard not to but as yeah. soon as you break the seal with it 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be hard to stop using it. She so she's using it for a kid to say, "Hey, I heard a rumor that you're real tired and you want to go to sleep now." Yeah. So if you're using it for the small things like that, then when do you stop? Exactly. Yeah. It, it's a like. It's. I feel also. It's a lot like wishes. Like you'd have to word it very specifically. If you were just like off the cuff. Yeah, I think I heard you're real tired and you want to go to sleep. Maybe the kid falls into a coma. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Monkey so, paw style. Yeah. She does. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does call them wishes in the first like episode of the show, which yeah. was confusing for a while. Yes, because I couldn't work out why she kept saying I had a rumor if she could just make a wish. Right. But I guess she was using that more of a metaphor, like I made wishes they came true. Again, monkey paw style. Well, I don't like metaphor. Just <laughs> get, put it all out on the table for us. And what? Literally, I- not metaphorically. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Write it down and put a piece of paper on the table. That's right. With those words mm. that he said, literally. Yes. What, why is there a superpower being given that means she's got to say a phrase? Like, yeah. And what, <laughs> what part so of evolution leads to that happening? Good, good question. I like, I literally just assume that it's habit for her now and it's right. a way, her way of announcing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. that makes more it. sense. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. then why risk it at the end? When yeah, you're she, really announcing it, you, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I guess. Hey, I'm about to control you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she has to say it for the big stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, feels like it's the kind of thing she should just be able to think. What? But we it, find out she can't because she loses her power to talk. Uh-huh. But <laughs> but every other character seem well, a couple of other characters seem to have like level one of their power and then they can sort of go super. Yeah, yeah right. Uh-huh. So maybe her thing and with Vanya's thing of she needs to be able to control her powers through music, like she has to focus on a sound of resonation to actually get it out. Uh-huh. Maybe for her that's her way she channels it. Yeah, right. Like for her she's the way Vanya was trained to tr- she was trained to channel it through music, maybe she was trained to channel it through a phrase. Right. That makes sense. Because that, that guy, that fake dad. <laughs> Definitely did a lot to those children. Yeah, he yeah. did. He yeah. was a bad guy, especially just like the worst thing he did, I reckon, was when they came in and asked him a question. He'd say, without looking up from his notebook, he'd just say something like, yeah, whatever. What a jerk. Just look at eye contact. The basic things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe a hug. That's right. You never look You never look down at your notebook, man. No, nah, I never no, do. Never, ever. Never, never do. Uh, next thing I'm looking at on my notebook here. <laughs> oh, what? You've uh, changed, Matt. You've really changed. <laughs> the other thing, in, in the rumor, Allison is a huge Hollywood celebrity in the mm. TV show. Is that true in the comics as well? I think so. Right. Again, it's been a number of years. She's so, so famous that there's there's parts where she's in. She's at, she's like at the library just working mm. away and no one's talking to her. I'm like, no, that's weird for such a huge star. Then in an, another episode, she's talking to a cop with sunglasses on. Doesn't notice. She takes them off when he's like, oh, Alison Hargrave, <laughs> could it be? Yeah. So I don't know. She, but she, it makes it out like she's the biggest star in the world. Mm. I, I just never... thought she was like in movies because the way people spoke about her, they always had a bit of a like, oh, you're in that Sandra Bullock oh, movie, yeah? Oh, yeah, right. right. Uh-huh, no, yeah. yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, you wouldn't say to the biggest star in the world, hey, you're in that Sandra Bullock movie, You'd huh? say you're Sandra Bullock, the <laughs> yeah. biggest star in the world. That's right. You're in Speed 2. I didn't fully get that joke. I assume that's a joke at Sandra Bullock's expense or something, but I didn't I didn't quite piece it together. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I really like when movies have to make fake bands or fake anything fake pop culture Yeah. because movies are the thing that make pop culture relevant to begin with so when they have to do it fake it, it's always a bit off but it's quite good yeah right uh-huh 
No, well, I gotta get you. What was it? Was the Sandra Bullock movie where she adopted some puppies or something? Is that what they said? Oh, there was it. one where no, it was. I think in that one she was a cop that had to do something because then he was like, "I preferred you when you were in rom coms." Right. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, it's interesting. And also, it'd be interesting to be Sandra Bullock and watch that and go, oh, that's what you think of me. <laughs> you think of me as someone who's in a bunch of movies where I adopt some puppies, you know? <laughs> I but that's ju- my life. I just don't. Surely she can't be mad because no, the, the plot sounded like a Sandra Bullock movie, just dialed up to like yeah. one more notch. Yeah, she was in Miss Congeniality. So. And Miss Congeniality 2 as well. Cruise control. The congening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The, what are the congening? That's pretty. That's good too. That's yeah. Good. yeah, I like the that. The congealing. Oh, yeah. Miss Congeniality just... Two: Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, Ooh. that's the congealing that we were talking <laughs> yep. about. You better get that get looked at, Sandra. Crime. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Number four is Klaus, who's the seance. Mm. Um, basically, you can see dead people. He was my favorite character. I. He was. In the first episode, I'm like, oh, this guy's a bit much for me. Yeah. And then by the end, I really liked him. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was he, quite a journey. He sort of exhibits all the stereotypes of like the he's the he's the cool out there guy or like the the strung out drug guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, but he's got he's got tattoos that say hello and goodbye, and he's wearing yeah. a skirt, and he's got he's, he's scraggly, and he's got the weird hair, and he's so theatrical. This is going to be annoying. And yeah. By the end, I'm like, now this guy's cool. Yeah, like, no, I had the yeah. exact same. I thing. get it now. He was. Know? It seemed like he was going to be the, that guy who played the Joker in that movie. Oh yeah. What's his name again? Jared. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm like this. I bet this guy's sending used condoms around the <laughs> studio or whatever. Which is the thing that that guy did apparently. Yeah, yeah, me? yeah. Not good. But he, yeah, he was. I think he had a great arc. I really liked mm. him a lot. At one point, he accidentally travelled back in time and accidentally fought in the Vietnam War for a uh, ten months. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh-huh. fell in love. Uh huh. That's quite a hot. And I mean, we didn't see all that. We just saw him flash away and come back. Uh huh. From one bus to another bus. Yes. <laughs> With a tattoo, yeah. looking war torn. Yeah. yeah. But that's like, a bus trip for you, isn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet he went downtown. Oh, this, is, this bus negging from that's a tram right, that's guy. Right. Our traditional rivalry. <laughs> yeah. They are your biggest that's rivals? Right. Tra- taxi drivers. Oh, taxi drivers. Because yeah. uh, yeah. you share the same, same, same road a lot of the time, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Those dirty yeah, dogs. That's right. You'll never have a time travel incident on a tram, let me tell you. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's a guarantee. It's <laughs> a guarantee from me to you. In a taxi, though, you know, when they take no, the wrong no. route or something no, like that. It feels like, like a bloody time about? travel, doesn't yeah, it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Where'd my whole afternoon go? Where'd my bloody bank balance go, you know? <laughs> nah, good on taxi drivers. If there are any taxi drivers listening, um, thanks so much. But I will say this. If you are actually a taxi driver, turn off now. We don't want you here. This is not the podcast for you. You should put your phone in the bin. Stop listening to anything at all. You don't deserve it. Stay on track. Get a bloody GPS and maybe recommend get people get the tram uh, if they have one in, in the city that you're in at the moment. I really don't feel comfortable being on such a clearly politically biased podcast. <laughs> it gets pretty political in here. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You thought this was just going to be an easy peasy breezy podcast about 9/11. Well, it's not. It's <laughs> oh, about, how wrong I was. It's going to be about taxi stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I'd get a little fired up um, when I hear my good friend an internet celebrity um, and his people, the tram drivers of Australia and probably the world. Yep. 
get shamed by these taxi boys and yeah. girls. You know, I'm not ruling them out. Feminist yet. Yeah, I'm sorry I shouldn't have spoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'll take this one. Yeah, um, no, no, that's okay. Thank you. But I do appreciate the attempt, as a good feminist should. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, he, he sees dead people, basically. Yeah. And that, but he drugs himself out to, to stop the sightings of dead people. Mm. He doesn't I, like it. He's afraid of dead people. Yeah. That flashback from when he was a kid. Oh, his dad locked him in a mausoleum. Yeah. The That's... monocle. What a jerk. Oh, That's a bit of a jerk. At, at that point, I'm like, I'm starting to think this monocle man is a bit of a D-bag. Oh, no. And I'm sorry to use that kind of language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do apologize for that. But anyway, yeah, so he sent him back. He made small boy number four, aka Klaus, um, just... It looked like it was quite a while he had, he locked him in a mausoleum mm. and there were obviously dead people everywhere. I think he does say at one point three more hours. So yeah. So how, how long initially was it? I don't know. He said, yeah, it was like, yeah, that felt, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting choice because they could have said anything. They yeah. didn't have to uh-huh. play that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> three hours, they they must have had a discussion. I would have thought you'd go three more days. Wow. Just to show him as being a real a-hole. Sorry again yeah. for the language. Wow. But, no, yeah, so I was, I kind of, mm. That didn't make me stop and think for a while. And obviously it it, it, it connected to you as Sometimes well. Sometimes I also think. Yeah. That's true. Hey, Ooh. you and I are not so different after all. <laughs> That's right. That's what this podcast is about, bringing people together. <laughs> number five is, of course, number five, okay, the boy. Um, at the age of 13, five disappears by traveling 38 years into the future. Um, and unfortunately, he arrived just after the world had apocalyzed, mm. apocalypsed. Yes. The world ended. Apocalude. Yes. Apocalude. <laughs> uh, and he, so he. Oh man, this whole place has been apocalude. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't be mad. It's too yeah, fun. That's true. So he lived out his life in the post-apocalyptic world, um, and eventually was found by. Uh, well, this is a, a corporation that's key to the whole story that we haven't talked mm-hmm. about. What are they called? The Commission. The Commission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they oversee uh, the order of time. And make sure everything works as it should. According to whom, though, is the question. That never fully comes up. According it to whom? It never does. No. Why, talk... why, is their, why is their opinion the correct one? Well, they talk about making a successor, which means there must be one person. One guy, yeah. Right. Or girl. Or girl. Mm. But... Or a monkey. <gasps> uh, oh, yes. Or, or a chimp. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> but... The the commission they uh, or one of their main representatives she gives him a job in the future and says if you basically become an assassin for us yes to make sure that certain big uh, events continue to occur and he takes on that job and then she says if you do this for five years we'll send you back to whatever time you want mm-hmm. um so it's his only way of getting back home um so then there's a montage of him killing JFK. <laughs> well, he kills a few people. Oh, does he kill JFK? Yeah, well, he goes down and it's a, yeah, he or does he quit just before? He quits just before he kills JFK, I think, and then somebody else does the job. Right. Maybe he was supposed to kill the guy who was supposed to oh, kill JFK. I see. Maybe. I That's understand. what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, great. So well, he must <laughs> he's supposed to kill the people on the grassy knoll, which yeah. means that the few, the current present they're living in anyway is incorrect, which means surely they would have gone back in time to fix it anyway, yeah. but they didn't. Mm. Unless oh. someone else does the job. Unless someone else does That's the job. That's funny. I thought, yeah, in my head. Yeah, that is I read funny. A... The assassination of one of our greatest presidents is funny, Matt. One of our greatest presidents. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> is that true? No, I don't know. Are you going to start, what, are you going to start commentating on American politics now? Yes. 
it's um it's a multi-layered thing. Yeah, that's right. I'd say it's complicated. It's complicated, you know? isn't it? Everyone has opinions. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, complicated is a bit inaccessible. It's tricky. Tricky. It's a little tricky. <laughs> oh, isn't it? it's yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought he'd killed JFK, and then he about. disappeared, and that's why they couldn't find the guy on the grassy knoll because oh! he was standing on the grassy patch. But they didn't show him pull the trigger. So oh, yeah, true. they showed a patch, not a knoll. Yeah, I don't know what a knoll is. I know Shannon knoll. Oh, what Does about it like him? That? Yeah, he was named after the assassination of JFK. <laughs> really? That's what, what his stage name is based on. Holy yeah. moly! Yeah, that's right. Holy yeah. moly! Yeah. <laughs> Yuck! Sorry about that. <laughs> no editing. You're not allowed. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's the that's the boy number five. Mm-hmm. So he interesting to me. He feels like the most powerful in this series. He sort of seems like the most powerful. Yeah, but he's all the way down at number five. Well, I think also in, I think maybe I don't know how he, Hargraves has, has graded him, but I think maybe they he's also put in their potential. Maybe right, like the the um, the the seance. He in the comic books he can also fly. Inexplicably, oh, okay. Can... I was going to say because uh... the science feels like the dud to me. Oh, yeah. he can be spooked. He can fly, and he has to. He can be haunted as well. So yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, in the in the comic books, he stops the destruction of the world by just sort of shoving the moon out of the way. Oh so, right, that's know, fun. So yeah. Oh. Or that big bit of debris. Ah. So, you know. But right. it, but again, because it could be ranking of potential because in sort of the flashback after Hargreaves is dead and when um, Klaus dies for a little bit yep. and his dad's sort of like you, have, like you haven't even tapped into your potential. Yes. And then it's like his dad knows that he could then bring people back to help fight for him and he mm. could sort of harness that potential further. But, yeah, at the moment like when the series starts, he seems like more of a detective helper. Like yeah. just ask the dead person how they died. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Whenever there's a fight that's about to happen, he's running along with him. I'm like, why? Mm. Why are you going? <laughs> just sit at home. But sometimes it's good to just get out, you know? Yeah, that's just true. Get out of the house. Get a bit of fresh air. Mm. Well, they have that um, when uh, Alison is telling the bedtime story to her kid about, you know, how the Umbrella Academy used to fight crime. Klaus's yep. role is flirting with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That I'd love that to be my day job. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's number six, who's the horror, okay, Ben. Um, and he's dead uh, from the start of this series. Power, maybe, is it? Maybe <laughs> even from the start of the comic books. I think he might have always been dead. Um, but his power was to possess monsters from other dimensions under his skin, and that's usually shown as huge tentacles emerging from his torso. Um, because he's dead, the bo- uh, uh, the seance, Klaus can see him. He's the only one who can see him in the show. And but in flashbacks, he's obviously a super powerful thing. He can he's just like brutally taking down teams of bad guys in a bank heist. Oh, that was horrible! It's like it's like standing outside the bank, being like, "I don't want to. Do I have to?" And they're like, "Go in. There's still people." And he comes out just covered in blood, being like, "I've killed so many people." You have to do the most murders as usual. Okay. (laughs) And you ranked number six, one below the one without powers. <laughs> Which is number seven, uh, Vanya. V- Vanya? Yes. Okay, the white violin. She's the most estranged member of the group. Uh, she originally showcases no particular powers other than an interest in music. But as the series goes on, we find that she is the most powerful of all. She's the moodiest. Yeah. <laughs> and. Did, or is she? No. The, the guy. Uh- Justifiably moody. Yeah, in the comic book, so there's a guy, a guy who comes to her for a violin lesson 
And he's clearly something's not quite right with uh-huh. him. And it's slowly revealed that he uh, was, he's basically had a villain um, origin story. Yes. <laughs> when the monocle told him to piss off. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, you got no powers. Piss off, idiot. I cried when that happened. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Oh, anything with like, if there's a child who gets their dreams like just shat on. Yeah, right. And it's like, no. They're the future. What are you doing? <laughs> they were the future. Now they're now they're nothing. Oh, yeah. And he just wanted to like when he's asking Hargreaves, it's like you can't let me go back. It's like he just wants to escape. Yeah. yeah. He's clearly damaged, and Hargreaves will never see that. Yeah, he comes from a. He's a damager. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a few uh, bad dad. Bad dads. A lot of bad dads. Yeah. yeah. What what was that guy's name? He had a couple of names. Leonard, Leonard. Peabody. Leonard. Leonard Peabody and Harold. And Maud. Yes. Yeah. Harold and Maud Ramus. Yes. And he <laughs> so he he slowly um shows Vanya that she does have the powers. Firstly by taking away her medicine, which um has been controlling her powers her whole life. Mm. So she's unaware of it. Um because as a child, the rumor told yes. her that she heard a rumor that she was ordinary. Oh. She was made to do that mm. by the monocle, that dastardly dad. <laughs> So that's that's the key that's the key cast. Yeah, right? yeah, that's everyone. Yeah. And Pogo. <laughs> and Pogo, of course. We've talked about Pogo at the and start the of mom. the show. The mum. Have we talked about the mum? Her name Grace. Grace. And she's the robot created yeah. by the monocle to be the mum. Um we eventually find out that they he tried humans, but Vanya kept killing them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because she was trying to make him eat her eat uh, breakfast cereal. Porridge, maybe. Yep. <laughs> And she kept saying, like, that is not how you met I was going to say that's yeah. not how you met porridge. It's the only porridge thing you can say, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey? We're not so different, you and I. There was an ad for porridge back in the day. Back oh, before, yes. before the day, probably. Before the Early 90s, before time. I mean, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. I know that one. <laughs> and there was a little kid who would constantly say, that's not how you make porridge. It was an Uncle Toby's porridge ad. Oh, why yeah. did he speak like that? Yeah, it was like bad Scottish accent. Yeah. So. <laughs> Event- I don't know. Whatever happened to that kid? If you're listening, if you're porridge the, boy, if you're porridge boy, if you're out there, if if you've had your head removed and replaced with the body of an ape, email in. Come oh, on, do you think boy. it was him? I think maybe it was porridge that makes boy. Sense. Yeah, Glenn Robbins. I'm pretty sure parodied that ad on something comedy company or something. Okay, am I right? Yeah. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, as true. far as I know. Yeah, unless I'm making that up, that'd be mm-hmm. a weird thing to do. I guess the other probably quite key characters are Hazel and Chacha. <gasps> Oh. The sort of secret agents, they're assassins uh, who work for the commission mm. and they're pretty much there to kill number five. Mm. I really like that as the characters are sort of revealed, part of the mystery is that they have no idea who the Umbrella Academy are. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, why didn't, who's this kid? Oh, they don't look like the photo. Oh, my God, their family's weird. Why yeah. didn't they tell <laughs> us about this? Yeah, they, oh, they got weird powers. This is yeah. harder than it seemed like it was going to be, just killing a child. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was going to be easy. Yeah. But no. What happened? Did all, did all, see, that's the thing, because they travel through time, but is all, are all the records of that time destroyed? How did they not know about They might have come from the past. Maybe they came from the past. Then, then they also talk about number five is famous through the universe. Surely if he's famous, someone's gone, oh, what's his story? Does he have a family? It's never talked about, obviously. Well, that's true, but I guess he also did have 30 years in, a, in an apocalyptic wasteland true. and nothing. So the, that's probably the biggest talking point. Oh, you know? yeah. That's all I talk, that's all I talk to him about. <laughs> it's also that what else can- did you see? <laughs> oh, yeah? 
Oh, and they Tell also talk about, about the fact that he that also are constantly Aww. be talking about his his mannequin mannequin love of his life. Top so, half of a mannequin. Yeah. You're right. Maybe they are from the past because I think they 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 mentioned that all their bullets are from the from the oh, 30s or the yes. 60s or something like that. So they maybe they are. From oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the co- yeah the cops are sort of onto them. They shoot up. And there's at, never at any place is there any CCTV. Yeah, I'm like, weird, surely right? at this at department this store or this yeah. huge donut shop. Mm. Surely. No, you turn off the CCTV at night. Yeah. yeah you, why, you, no you, crimes happening no at night. no crime happening at night, exactly. We it's too dark, you can't yeah. see. Well, uh, and there's no staff to steal anything. That's what that's what most loss prevention is about in, in stores, right. is preventing the staff from stealing things. So. I should say my <laughs> so favourite character in the whole thing is the donut lady. <gasps> She's kind of like a dream pixie girl or whatever they call them, only like a donut lady. Manic pixie dream girl, Ma- but... Yeah. Is gentle, she like loving. That? I thought she was. I didn't think she was so much like, "Hello, sad man, I'll fix your life." Oh yeah, I that's think... what. All right, I don't understand what manic pixie dream girl means. <laughs> I've I read an article on. <laughs> I think it's sort of meant to be like, if if someone writes a book that's essentially a self insert about them meeting a girl who fixes them. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So if sure. if you watch a movie and it gives the vibes that. It could have been written by the male protagonist about being fixed. Yeah, <laughs> right, okay. and the, their only dimension is, uh, yeah, I'm there to fix. I don't have an. I just, I just flit about in the world, and I'm just. It's fun cool. to be carefree. Um, yeah, I'm fun and carefree, uh, and also I want to open up. I have a dream to open up a, a donut shop or something. Yeah, like that. so That's there's the, some elements of it, but yeah. she was kind of just a real nice character. She was gentle, and it seemed like they really helped each other. Yeah, it was such, and I loved it when they were doing the bird watching. Oh man! Oh, I, I kept saying, "I'm like out loud, I'm annoying to watch stuff with." But I kept saying, <laughs> "Please just let the donut lady survive. Please <laughs> let her survive. I want this show to end with her looking at birds in the forest somewhere." Yeah, mm. it would have it would have killed me. Like when they're trying to Mary J. Blige is Cha Cha is trying to like put her in the um, yeah. tiny sea, tiny sea. Love heart spa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're just trying to... The littlest sea there is. Yes. <laughs> just trying to put her in the spa and then he's not there and she gets there. And, oh, my God. Yeah. I've not been so stressed in that yeah. thing. You're rooting for everyone else, but if she dies, yeah, that's, we die. That's right. Well, now she is dead, so... No, what? she's not. The world was destroyed. No. Didn't she survive? Yes. Oh, she did. Yeah. Time travel. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Yeah, so that's, that's a relief. A, I guess we should we could talk about the big finish of the whole show. Um, but I just found this fun fact. We talk about no CCTV. This is off um, uh, the IMDb fun facts page, a trivia Ooh. page. It says, even though the events of the series seem to take place in a contemporary setting, no character ever uses a cell phone in any episode. A mobile phone for the Australian oh, listeners. Oh, okay, I understand now. Uh, even more so, many characters have, uh, have to use public pay phones or landlines to communicate with other characters. That's true. I guess it, sometimes that is a trick of modern storytelling is like how do you get away with the fact that anyone could always communicate with anyone? You go, yeah. for some reason there's no cell phones in this world. Yeah, right. Well, it's 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 an odd choice because I did notice that as well. They specifically said we're in 2019 in mm. the show. They mentioned the year currently. So right. they, they didn't date it to when it was made and they didn't sort of push it back any further. It's always it's always so strange to realize. I didn't even realize that there weren't mobiles. Yeah, yeah. There was a time before. Yeah, like I reckon <laughs> you didn't realize that. You thought no. Adam and Eve had mobile phones. I'm a creationist. I think she means the in the context of the show. Right. Great. Okay. Cool. No, but it did, did always weird me out that she didn't just Google what an apple was. 
Yeah, right. Uh huh. Right. What What is an apple? Okay, Google. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. No editing. Here we go. What's an apple? Hey Google, what's a furry? This is the definition of apple: the round fruit of a tree of the rose family, which typically has thin green or red skin and crisp flesh. Would we call them round? No, I wouldn't call them round. Roundish. 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 Well, mm. I mean, yeah, not a perfect circle. I wouldn't mm. be. I wouldn't be going that far. So I don't like the idea of anything appley being described as having flesh. It's weird. Oh, it's weird. You... it's weirded me out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but... hey, I've just realised that anything you eat is flesh, but anything you take off is skin. Yeah. Mm, that's don't... that's the revelations we have on Prime <laughs> Mates, the podcast. Why? Hey, do you eat kiwi skin? No, oh. I had a kiwi fruit this morning, and I I cut the skin off. Did you cut the skin off, or did you scoop the flesh out? Oh, I cut the skin off. I definitely, it definitely <laughs> lost me, cost me some of the greenest flesh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, did you, Is it like your like your whittle? Are you one of those guys <laughs> that has an apple and whittles? Yeah. Whittles the skin off with a knife. I was sitting on my rocking chair on the yeah. front porch, Just, whittling away my yeah. kiwi fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool, man. That would have been so juicy and what yeah, a, what so, a mess. I'm sorry. I put it. In, it's in a, it. Went in a smoothie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the juicy mess was fine. Why didn't you just blend up the skin? I didn't know that was an option. That that, that looks like skin you shouldn't eat. Oh no! <laughs> I eat it. Just eat it like an apple. That doesn't seem. No. No. Uh, no. I'm guessing you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> you seem healthy. Yeah, I got all that uh, fur in me. It's cleaned up me inside. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got to do a bit of a scrub it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know the actor Heather Sanderson? No. no. If you, what's her there? Was she killed from eating too many kiwi oh, fruits? Oh, she's You recognise her from the show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's another scene where a child gets their dream shat on. That's not fair. <laughs> I hate that. She's the mother of the child who's like, it's Kenny's birthday. And she's just asking if this kid would like to come play with her kid. She's like, hey. I Yeah, I didn't understand why that was in there. Why was I'm he like, so mean? Did they? Why did they write that in? It seemed real strange. It's like... Just a uh, just just in case you're not sure, number five is an asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just made him look horrible. Yeah, that was it was such a quick thing. I'm like, I guess this is going to come back, cycle back somehow. But it was just in could have been taken out. Nothing would have been affected. Maybe it's a little oh. taste for season two. But but anyway, it says uh, an interesting fact: Heather Sanderson portrays three different characters in three different episodes. That's true. She <gasps> does. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So I don't know why they would have done that. But... What else? What? Who else should she play? Uh, two other characters. I'll, I'll find <laughs> out. I'm gonna. I'll figure this out. Also, you were wrong about the that Kenny reference never coming back because if you'll recall, when the place gets stormed by those people in masks, who we never find out who they are, Klaus says, "Do you think they're here for Kenny's birthday? Uh, <laughs> Do you think it was just for the joke? I hope it'll come back later. I think it probably. Yeah, probably was just for the joke. Oh, I guess. No, <laughs> no. That was, a pretty, that was a pretty good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I don't know. Sometimes, because you know when the, you're watching a film and you are you working out who the lines are for, and sometimes it's for the audience and that sort of takes you out of it. Why would he say that? I'm like, imagine you get shot down, you fall down, and you're just like, hey, I think we should put something that would a bit over to Kenny. Does everyone remember Kenny from before? <laughs> I'm bringing it back. It was shelved. That's also going in a T-shirt. Does anyone remember <laughs> Kenny from before? That's good. Uh, she's also the lady on the bus. 
<gasps> Winking at Klaus. Oh, ah! yes, that's right. Uh, Before also, he disappears to Nam. She's at the bank robbery. She's at the rave as well, apparently. Oh, so yeah. she's, yeah. And I, in my head, I thought, I just, I'm like, oh, this one person's coming up a lot, but it's apparently playing multiple different characters. Oh, I didn't even notice there were different people. I uh, mean, the same person. <laughs> I don't know if this is interesting or not, but it does relate to primates. The red notebook belonging to Sir Reginald Hargraves is marked with a big golden RH on the cover. RH in biology and genetics is one of the markers in blood analysis and is a shortening of the name of the Reese's monkey in which it was first studied. Ooh. 11 out of 15 found this interesting. Oh, that, mm. no, that's interesting. I think you should add a little, add a little, I'm interested there. Yeah. Can I, can I get in on this? I don't know. Give it a little clicky click. Give it a click. See what happens. Um, on the topic of little tidbits, um, when Vanya first brings her book down from the bookshelf and like there's a bit of the blurb, so you can sort of see a bit of what the uh-huh. book's about, the blurb's written by Gerard Way. It's a little like shout out. Oh, it's a little nice. shout out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, All right. what do you think? You know how he obviously created it, right? Mm-hmm. But in the, uh, at the, in the opening credits of each episode, it says created for TV by uh-huh, sure. a certain guy. Is yeah. that a phrase that's often used? It feels like adapted would make more sense, but they've obviously gone... He's recreated it. Look, it's all enough. politics, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm there would have been the TV a, industry. a big negotiation about that. It's just an interesting phrase, created for TV. Yeah, by. right. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he's got the skills to convert it over and Gerard Way doesn't because he's an executive producer. Yeah. Who, who knows what that means? I don't know. I'm not in the TV industry. Well, you've got to get in. I should get in that TV industry, yeah. shouldn't I? You should. Guys, let's all get in the TV industry. Let's get in That's it. a good idea. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. All right, let's do it. Today's you visit later? Yeah. Oh, uh, can we do How about tomorrow morning? Yeah, right, tomorrow, yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tomorrow morning, let's star in a network television okay. show. We'll meet for brunch. Okay. <laughs> then we'll go down to TV. Yeah, okay, and, cool. Yeah, <laughs> All right, nice. Star in it. Let star in me TV. in. <laughs> do you think that would work? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's no way it couldn't. Yeah. The got... cameras are there. Yeah. And they love us. <laughs> so. But they do add 10 pounds. Oh, That's something no. I know about cameras. So let's just have a light brunch. Light brunch. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's take that skin off the kiwi fruit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Dirty insides for us all. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So Vanya, number seven, her power, we haven't really talked about it. She's the most powerful and her power is sort of like a explode everything around her kind of power. Uh-huh. Is, that what, is that how you describe it? Well, the first time it comes out up... She realizes the power within her while she's playing the violin and absolutely kills it at the violin. Yeah, it seems yeah. to be a sort of an all-encompassing. Just she can, she can. I mean, it might be a combination of everybody else's powers. Who knows? Like right. she can, she can convince. She convinces the audience that she's the best at, at the violin. Mm. So maybe that's a little, but a little Allison-y. What's the? Maybe uh. her power is good vibes. Maybe it's good vibes. <laughs> Do you think she killed those men with good vibes? Yeah, I think she destroyed the, the moon with those good vibes. Oh, good, good intention vibes. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. she, so the, um, the Mr. Peabody, what mm. I forget his name, Leonard. Leonard, he, the guy who was, um, the villain, mm-hmm. and had the villain backstory. He kills me. He 
it turns out he set up a uh, he paid for a bunch of guys to um, sort of gang up on him and Vanya at a car park mm. so that she'll get mad and use her powers, which is what happens, killing a few of those guys. Uh-huh. All but one. All but one. But then he finishes that job later. Spoiler alert. Sorry, I should have said spoiler alert. Really? Yeah, yeah. That we see him in the bushes somewhere. He's chucked out of the body. He definitely oh. he killed. He killed the remaining guy. Because remember, they said he left hospital. Oh. He left in a body bag. No, I missed that. Mister Peabody. That murderer's bag. a bad guy. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah he right. turned out to be quite a bad guy. Mm. Um, but then he really yeah. He kept me on the fence, though, for a lot of it. I'm like, is this a regular guy? Is he a regular? Just yeah, there was. A regular guy. There were moments I thought maybe he it's a fake out. <laughs> this guy seems pretty regular, you know? He's I... keeping it regular. He's eating some old brand. He's staying regular. What was, what was his game plan? Because he's trying to bring out the big power of number seven, of Vanya. Mm. Why, what's, what's in it for him? What's his end game? Well, he wants to just be sidekick to an all-powerful supervillain? Super he seemed to as well. He kept isolating her from her family and was angry at them and, like, back at the thing, he, like, melted the faces off of his dolls. So I think he was trying to kill the rest of the Umbrella Academy while yeah. still being a part of it because as a kid he was born on the same day and yeah. just had a horrible, horrible life and it kills me. <laughs> but that's maybe that's a way to sort of tie up both ends of being yeah. like, I'll get revenge but I'll also be the part of the thing I've wanted since I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I'll start a new two-person And Umbrella she's like Academy. me. So if I unlock yeah. her powers, maybe I'll have some powers. Ah, uh, right. Powers to murder. Yes. Ooh. Which you say, because he does kill a lot of people. He sure does. And then she ends up killing him in a super brutal way. Yeah. With it was lots cool, of sharp things. Though. Yeah. In that moment. So I'm going, what's Guys, this? How do we want to die? Do we want to die in a super cool way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cooler lot the of knives. I want to die from Dark Matilda. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's what we're calling Vanya. <laughs> she is Dark Matilda. The darkest Matilda. Evil Amelie. She so she he starts banging on the book. He tells her that the way she can control the power is by isolating a sound. Uh-huh. And then he gives her a sound to isolate as he's like she's found out that he's been bad this whole time. Uh-huh. And he's isolating a sound for her and going, "No, you're nothing without me. I helped you." <laughs> and he's making a sense like, "What do you think's going to happen now?" I don't know. I, when that started, I was like, oh, he's doing it on purpose. And then it was like, no, this can't end well for yeah, him. She's a... so mad. <laughs> it made no sense. I'm like, are you trying to get her to kill you? Maybe, though. Mm. Well, mm. I guess he had his way. And then so she, they, they figure out that she's the one who causes this apocalypse that they're all worried about uh-huh. uh, the whole time. And, uh, yeah. Oh, my but... God, it's Vanya. She's causing the apocalypse. We were worried about this whole time. Yeah, that's Real right. dialogue. Yeah, that, I'm getting that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and can you explain to me the final scene, how it all came down in the end? She's playing a, she's playing a violin, her first headlining set yeah. as a violinist. She's rocking it out. She's doing some yeah. rock violin. In the first chair. Yeah. Also, she does her double good vibes thing, and it, sometimes it's bad vibes, I'll admit, but she does her good vibes things is playing the violin. Everyone, she's killing it. And then she kills it and then everyone, like, the blasts start happening and everyone starts running away and then she does uh, another good vibes on her violin and everyone in the orchestra sits down and keeps playing. Mm. Right. That's right. She should have kept up with those good vibes. Everyone would have had a great time. She should have sent them out into the audience as well because the audience kept fleeing. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. She finally realised her dream, which I guess... uh, it would be hard to reconcile being like, I got here because someone who liked me killed my competition. Yeah. 
It was like a comedian who's just playing to the other comedians in the back. Like she's just <laughs> yeah. playing for she's just playing for the rest of the, the the orchestra. She should have been playing for that audience. So she's going, yeah, she's going for sort of more risque, yeah, um, material <laughs> strikes yeah. on the. I'll walk violin. this room. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Uh, and then, so th- this is all bringing the the, the moon's exploding now <laughs> yep. somehow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why did that happen? But anyway, oh. the moon starts oh, to explode. How does it happen? She sort of sent a beam into it. Yeah. So. Alison's right behind her. She's so Vanya's got all of the other like fantastic uh, umbrellas. Yes, <laughs> she's caught them all up. Alison's behind her. She no longer has a voice, so she's sort of not been able to do much. But she's got a gun to her head. Vanya is distracted, suspending all of her siblings, and she has the choice to shoot her. Yeah, and she doesn't. She shoots just to the right of her head, so Vanya gets distracted by a very loud gunshot. Obviously, a very loud noise breaking whatever she was concentrating on. The resonant noise stops. And then it, all her power shoots forth from her into the moon and the moon <laughs> blows up and pretty sick. destroys the <laughs> earth. Worth it, I yeah, reckon, because it totally has sick worth it was. It. Yeah. This whole, the whole, I think, something I thought was really cool and, like, you know, when you get a bit satisfied, frustrated at a TV show, you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, the way they use, because there's always that thing in time travel when it's like it was always going to happen like this. They do manage to keep changing the past, but it all still happens. Yeah, right. And we were, again, we were discussing this off air. Oh, no. <laughs> um, after number five goes back, he figures out the one person they need to kill is that Leonard guy, and he's mm-hmm. like, I have to go back and help everyone. But by going back, he ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> if he had not gone back, because um, Vanya had just found out that Leonard was betraying him and she'd found out herself so no one had told her about it so it was her own choice so she finally would have had autonomy and a decision for her life. That's right. Which is really what she was searching for. Exactly. Um, Alison and Luther yeah. had a little dance, had a little kissy kiss. That they a were, smooch. Uh, yeah, they had a smooch. Dancing in the moonlight. They're never going to have that smooch again. No. no. Yeah. That was weird. That was a weird, like, dream sequence. They changed clothes, uh-huh. lighting changed. Yeah, they had But then those... it was real. That was my least favourite scene of the whole series was it your least favorite dance sequence of the whole series yes that too <laughs> well, okay okay i did i was like what is this anyway i guess that was they were just trying to show us a, a beautiful moment yeah, yeah they were just trying to be like look how happy they are this yeah. is how they feel because yeah. i, I did, probably look stupid <laughs> i like those characters i really like number one he's sort of just a he's sort of like a big idiot very naive sort of he's the leader but he's not a very good leader and he's the leader in that he Got that role at thirteen and nothing like changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the biggest suck up. And he never left. Oh yeah. no, he'll hear you. Nah, he doesn't have super hearing. He's fine. Nah. Do you reckon he was sad <laughs> that the moon died because that was his house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm never getting my bond back. Oh, <laughs> oh so, yeah, I've still got some of my stuff up. My records oh, are up there. That's right. Oh. Mm. So the so the moon blows up. And they all, they're Sick. all sitting around going, oh, no, the world's coming to an end anyway. We weren't able to stop it. And number five was like, oh, there's one thing we could do. I could take us all back in time. Mm-hmm. And oh. and they still discuss it. <laughs> the world, like the asteroids yeah, yeah, yeah. flying towards them. You've got oh, two. Them you've got yeah. You've got you've got two choices. We can go back in time, or the total destruction of us and everybody else in the world. You sure? And they go, still go through each of them. Let's yeah, bring okay, up a whiteboard. Let's put up some pros and cons. <laughs> Wait. And, uh, they never say they're going back in time. No, what do they say? They said that we can use my ability to time travel, I'll take us all. Oh. And it's like, can you do it? I don't know. So maybe it's a risk that they'll all die right. anyway and it's like choose yeah, your own. I think so too, yeah. And th- there's also the, yeah, the 
there's a question asked, should we be taking Vanya? She caused all this mm. destruction. Should we be taking her? And the logic was that they would take her because... If, if they can... F- she's still the cause of the apocalypse no matter what they do. Yep. So if they can fix her, mm. then the apocalypse can't happen. Right. And if they can't, just snap her neck real quick. Yeah. They do she, that's a- what they mean by fix her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they the old chiropractic. <laughs> <laughs> They leave a violin behind, though. Yeah. They ah, don't the pick that violin. up. Why did the violin turn white? Apart from the fact that she's known it's as like the violin. It's like an old dog poo. That's oh. why. <laughs> yeah. They left it out too long, and that's, you know. So she started, it was a wood-paneled, classically classic-looking violin. Mm. Yep. Her clothes um, are white, too. As Black. Rather. The effect of the moon exploding had the same effect on dog poo as time does. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> and the violin yes. became yes. white. Wow. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's weird, amazing. Weird and powdery. Crush it underfoot. Yeah. yeah. Throw it at your mates, you know. No, Someone... no, no. It's yeah. dry. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It bounces right off. So just brush it off. Just brush it off. No, it's in my clothes. Kids will not know about this. There's no more white poo anymore. Uh, People don't leave dog poo out anymore. That's true. So you never see white dog poo anymore. <laughs> You know? I can't wait for your yeah. album. This yeah. is bring it back. It's PC gone, man. It isn't is PC it? gone, man. <laughs> Poo culture. I that's think right. that's another thing. In you know the post nine eleven world, you just don't <laughs> don't see it. Pre nine eleven, it was all about white poo. That's right. It was a different time. <laughs> really had far well, range. We brought it all together <laughs> on this podcast about primates. And you got a, so I thought I found the ending a bit frustrating. Like it's mm-hmm. oh, so we're just gonna. Tra- travel because they in can time. time travel again. Is what it's you're like, saying. yeah, it's it sort of work. like means uh-huh. nothing really matters. But, uh-huh. but you, how did you feel about it? I I was excited because I really like the characters, so I want to see more of them. Same. But um, also, like the fact that there's so much left undone in terms of what all their powers can do, because they all seem to have, as I said, the first limit and then like extra, mm. which a couple of them have discovered, but surely all of them have it. Yes. But then also. Because they're saying that we can't stop the apocalypse because it's Vanya, we just need to fix Vanya. So it's like a new thing. But I did think, oh, it's boring if they're just going to be doing that. That always makes me bored in superhero movies where it's like, control your powers. They're like, I can't. It's like, let Remember go. Remember who you are. Let you know? go. Yeah. Think of your feelings. I can do it. I did it. Yes. Yes. You did it. Uh, yeah. That's why I liked this. It started when they were like, okay, there are superheroes. Next. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, when you put it like that, it's, <laughs> I, I, it's not that I don't like the characters. I want to see, I, I want to see oh, a second yeah. series. I just thought maybe they could have found a satisfying way to stop the apocalypse, and then create well, a new they apocalypse will in, in season two. Matt, true. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think they, are they going to be kids for some of season two? Ah, oh, right. Because they they go back into their childhood forms. I guess. Oh, yeah. They must be going back in time then. Yeah. Right. No, you're so right. They must be going back in time because that's how he became a kid again. So does that mean they're going to replace the child versions of themselves in the past, or are they going to meet childhood versions of themselves in the past? Oh. They're going to meet a young Pogo. And does that mean that the cast? <laughs> the major, oh, that means <laughs> so Pogo. He's going to be wearing bell bottoms. Oh. We should say little peace sign amulet. Pogo did. He was killed by Vanya. Yeah, because she found out that he knew she had powers all along. Mm -hmm. But he was he. There didn't seem like there was a mean bone in his body, right? No, he seemed to be sort of the cap keeper of all of you know his creator secrets, which you can get. Yeah, and you can see that everything he was doing, he was like, in essence. (laughs) 
in his own way, everything Hargreaves was doing was for the better of humanity as a whole. Yes. So you can... He believed to be anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you don't think he was lying about it at all. He wasn't right, but he believed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a pretty sad moment when Pogo, he's sort of like no aggression at all, which is, is rare for an older chimp. That's um, true, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and, yeah, she just she fl- flung him against the deer antlers. Do you think yeah. that was representing anything, Mason? They are natural enemies, aren't they? Yeah. The chimp and the... The chimp and the moose. <laughs> yeah. Well, or the reindeer or whatever yeah. it was. You could argue as well that when Pogo gets flung back, his arms go stuck out and he's impaled. Yeah, and he did, by distracting Vanya, just manage to allow everyone else to escape. You think they were using, like, Christian iconography sort of stuff to... You were saying... You, are you telling me... a clever me, ruse. I, I do want to say as well, that is the first time you see Pogo is wearing no shoes. Oh, oh right. Not okay. as in he And no was... pants. Just swinging Ooh, about. Hey! Yeah, right. <laughs> that does make some sense. In uh, a, a previous episode, we talked about the show uh, uh, Lancelot Link's Secret Chimp, and the actors were played by real chimps back then because it was in a pre-9-11 world back then. <laughs> Animal actors were more common. Um, the the chimps did not wear shoes because they, apart from one, were really uncomfortable in shoes. So that makes sense. Maybe it's an homage to real chimps. Yeah, don't like wearing <laughs> shoes. The ones who did wear shoes in that show, there was no bottoms on the shoes. Yeah, right. Oh, fair. So mm. it was sort of fake shoe flaps. Yep. Do you think that's what it was? Do you think it was an homage to Lancelot Link's Secret Chimp? Yeah, yeah I yes, reckon. Absolutely, I reckon too. I reckon. And okay, great. Well, let's put that to one side. <laughs> okay. The so the them the kids now going back in time. Does that mean the cast is scrapped? The uh no, I think I think that maybe they'll be I think they'll maybe they'll be their childhood selves for a bit. Right. Maybe a couple episodes. And then I think that's I think that's fun. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying that. I was just thinking then the whole time travel thing because I was watching this series at the same time as I was flicking between it and uh, Russian Doll, which is another Netflix oh, yeah. series. Oh yeah. Which is. Similar sort of a she start restarts the day all the time, and I had no problem with that. That uh-huh. sort of Groundhog Day effect, so mm. I don't know why it worries me. It just feels like <laughs> she couldn't control that, but these guys, right. it, one of them has the power to just go, all right, it's all going to shit. Let's That's go true. back in time again. It is established, though, that there's a limit to how much you can jump. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So maybe that comes into play as well. Like, cause when, cause he jumps a few times and then can't do it anymore. And when he jumps back in time or forward in time, like a few times in a row, he cannot get back for ages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you are. So... You definitely notice way more stuff than I do. It's so good to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my eyes were too open the whole time. I was sitting on my couch eating a Smarties block, being like, my eyes hurt, and I love Pogo. <laughs> yeah. Pogo's the best. Pogo and the Donut Lady. Oh. And the guy who oh, played Ed Kemper. Oh, that's a spin-off and... show. Oh, let's yeah. Hope they bo- <laughs> let's hope they both survive and then they solve mysteries. Pogo and the Donut Lady. Pogo and the Donut Lady. Love yeah. that. Yeah. That'd be real cool. There's also the uh, Donut Lady's love interest who mm. was not Cha-Cha, but Hazel. Hazel, Hazel, who's played by this guy who plays Ed Kemper in Mindhunter. Oh, that's right, yeah. As a yeah. very similar character. Oh. I'm like, it's, it's either Ed Kemper is a lot like this guy or... He's been typecast as a... He's been typecast, yeah, sort of... Gentle giant mm. killer. Yes. I have a theory as well. It's not quite related to primates, but I think a really attractive feature, not romantically or anything, but is gentleness. Like anytime someone has their favorite thing, maybe it's a sort of coming of the times, like a change in culture, but 
everyone's favorite things. Everyone respects gentleness now so right. much more. Like Donut Lady, Hazel, Pogo, they're all so gentle. True. And I love them too. I think my, my favorite character is Klaus also. Also gentle vibes. As destructive as he can be, he's got a gentle heart. He's got a gentle soul, yeah. He does. He just loves mm. Dave. That was another thing that Number 5 ruined by going back in time to ex- essentially enact everything he didn't realize. Klaus never got to see Dave. Never he was too Dave busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Klaus, what did we talk about this on the podcast? Annoying at the start. Oh, yeah, yeah. Annoying at the start. I 100%. We did a pre show podcast where we talked too much about the show. <laughs> <laughs> Always a mistake. Never oh. say anything if you're not being recorded. Yep. It feels so dangerous and risky as you start talking. You're like, ooh, will this be funny if I say it twice? <laughs> yes. It'll be funnier. Don't even worry. But if it isn't, <laughs> just say it a third time. Ah! It'll be funnier again. So Rule of threes, but it mm. seems like a rule of twos. It feels like you've broken comedy in the best way. Yes. That's a comedy hack. Start your joke off stage. <laughs> Get to that punchline. Warm cricket. it up. Warm it up. <laughs> yeah. Get out, do the punchline. Get off. Yeah, Everyone's right. like, oh, geez, that was efficient. Yeah. And that's what the best comedy is. Efficient. Sean Sharp. Yep. Now let's go get dinner. Now, the show, we we uh, have a rating system here at Primates. Oh, okay. And that is out of a certain amount of bananas, you get to choose how big the bunch is, how many ban- bananas you give it and how ripe are those bananas. Um, Rating this whole series. Is ripe good? Well, that's up to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say four bananas, one skin, the level of ripeness before you're like, this is for cake now. Right, okay. So it's sort of that brownie yellow. Yeah, it's starting okay. to. You're like, It still Ooh, holds its I, it, form. Yeah, it's like it's sweet. Yeah. yeah. But you know that you've got a choice of, and they're both good choices. You're like, this is either going to be a delicious banana in this second or I get cake. Cake tomorrow. Yeah. Or smoothie. Yeah. Oh. There's two types of people, banana bread. Slash cake or banana smoothie. Yeah. Or a third type, if you'll recall five years ago when Yo Nanas came out. Oh. <laughs> Make it into a healthy ice cream alternative. Yeah. yeah. They were big. Just yeah. mushed up frozen banana. Yeah, but the machine is what got you going. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't realize you came from <laughs> from wealth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I never owned one. I don't like bananas. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry to make you do this. No, it's okay. Mason, how do you how do you rate it? Give it a whole bunch of bananas. Whole just, bunch, just a big old bunch of bananas. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in this yeah. show. Big old big old bunch of bananas. Pretty bloody ready to eat. You know, just right in that in that golden spot. Yeah, not, not quite not quite mush. So you, yeah, you lo- loved yeah. it. You loved, you, loved it. Loved you loved it. it. You loved it. You loved it. Mason loved it. Mason loved it. What are you going to treat? Shut up, guys. You loved it. Shut up, guys. Gonna go. Smooch it with your banana lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think I'm pretty similar. I, I really loved it a lot. I think, um, yeah, there was. I you've made me feel better about the ending. I just I <laughs> I nearly every time I finish a series, the same thing happened at the end of Russian Doll. I, I normally say out loud, oh, endings are hard because <laughs> they are. I know they are. Writing's writing an ending is very hard. Yeah. So it's always tricky and it's hard to make it satisfying. But yeah, um, I you've made me feel better about it. Uh, I forgot about the limits to the power of the time travel, which is cool. So I think I'm going to give it seven out of eight bananas. And, yeah, just in that real sweet, perfect, ripe spot where you can eat it. Mm. Eat it today. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't, don't make banana it. bread tomorrow with what you can eat today. 
That's right. Do not delay. I like that. That Go, was better. It's going on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we're going to have a whole bloody heap of t-shirts after today. The other thing we do at the end of the episode is we, um, uh, Andy Matthews is a scientist who's a regular guest on this episode. He's some sort of scientist. Some sort of scientist. It's a bit okay. vague, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit vague what he is. Yeah, oh, he studies aren't for us to yeah, know. Yeah. I said he's regularly been a guest on this episode. That's a lie. He's <laughs> regularly been a guest on this show. <laughs> okay. You, yeah, that would, you didn't miss him sneaking in and out. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> uh, but he said uh, in the first episode that chimps and humans share about 98% DNA. Now, how much of yourself do you see in Pogo in terms of personality, you know, physicality, whatever? What's your percentage out of 100 between you and Mr. Pogo? Okay. Well, parts of me were also designed at Weta Digital. Is that true? So, yeah. Mm. That's why my mouth gives off this weird, like... Yeah, it's um, not quite right, is it? It's yeah, 99% of the way there, but it's yeah. not quite, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, that's oh, that's what I thought about looking at Pogo so much. Yeah, it was, I was just, just something staring in the mouth. That's something in the mouth. I think it's because there's never a static moment with a human. You know the difference between if you see a photo of something or if someone's filming something yep. still, like you can tell. There's never static moments with humans. And if you made mouths more choppy in like CGI, it would look wrong. But mm. human mouths are sharp. Yeah. They do real crisp things and we can't get that middle ground yet. Right. So, yeah, I'd say 93. Wow, that's a lot. 93%. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty Gentle, good. but and your mouth is a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not. It's not <laughs> uncanny valley. You yeah. get that yeah. from uh-huh. talking to me. Yeah, I do. Yep. Mm. Mesa, how about you? I'm, I'm pretty up there as well. I do like a cardigan. Like yeah. A, I like a cardigan and I've got a stoop. So, you know, and I've got a bit of grey in the old in the yeah. old facial hair. His so. fashion was great and I love a salt and pepper beard, yeah. especially on a chimp. That's right. <laughs> so he's becoming silverback? Yeah, I guess silverback guess so, chimp. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, is that because Hargraves died? Oh, oh now he's maybe. the king of the castle. Yeah. He yeah, was maybe. a subprime mate, now he's the, the prime the mate. mate. I'm yeah. not sure. Did chim- I don't know if chimps go silverback. I, th- I always thought of it as just the gorillas. And obviously there'll be some... Um, I'm an amateur primatologist. I, should, I want to stress that. There's Sub-primatologist. Prob- there's some probably uh, primatologists out there that who, who aren't self-taught like me who probably know the answer to this <laughs> and probably finding this very frustrating, so I apologise to them. But they didn't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They did That's didn't. right. That's right. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Huh? like to hear their podcast. Probably bloody... Probably really great. Honest. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. I wasn't being sarcastic. I would like to hear their podcast. I think it'd be good. Uh, so I'd, I think I'm much like you guys in the 90s. Yeah, 90, I, I mean, maybe, yeah. I would say I hope to be. And he's doing his best, you know. He's doing he's, his he's best. Doing yeah. his, he's doing the best he can, you know. I'd love, I want to. I'm not, I'm barely trying, but I could. <laughs> One day I could try my best, you know. Oh, no, you're going to vanya on us all. That's You've got to try right. 100% every day. 100% every day. Don't concentrate on the sound and explode us or whatever happened there. All right, I won't. Thank you you so much. (laughs) That's what they should have done. (laughs) Please, please don't. Okay, I won't. Thank God. That's great. I think, yeah, I want to transition into pogo style fashion soon. Put on a little little tie and a a, a cardigan? Okay, yeah. Back half of my life, that's what I want to be. I want to look like an old man from my childhood. (laughs) Great. What do you think you're going to do the switch? Are you going to ease into it? Do I ease in? Because I'm, do... I'm a real T-shirt and I was going to say you're going to do a T-shirt and tie one day. <laughs> yeah. Just ease into that. Yeah, I just wear a tie now. Just put it around. I think a sneaky way is on cooler days wearing a button-up shirt. Sleeves rolled up. Don't mm. button it all the way. Okay. On mm. colder days, blazer. Okay. Blazer. Put a little ease blazer in. on, yeah. Start with chinos. Start with chinos, yeah. The, the halfway point between tracksuit and... Tweed. And, yes. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. <laughs> 
That's on a T-shirt as well. And start wearing... Who knows, the halfway point between <laughs> tracksuit and tweed and then an arrow pointing down. Two arrows pointing down to your legs. <laughs> um, now, the final thing we do on the show is we talk, we thank a few patrons for the Do Go On Podcasting Network. If, um, and they've told me their favourite primates. I'll tell them to you. Let me know if you've got a comment on it. Sure, Please. if you Yay. want to. No pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you can support this show and the network at Do Go On... No, what is it? Patreon.com slash do go on pod. And uh, this week's do go on, which is the the, the mother of this podcast, mm-hmm. I suppose. The pogo of this podcast. The grace of this podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's episode is with guest Naomi. No, hang on. No, it's not. It's with me, Matt Stewart. You're Matt doing Stewart. Doing the report. Nice. Hey. And I do it about one of my all-time favorite bands, Tism. Oh. Uh, just recorded it and it was a lot of fun. I feel pressure on it being any good because I... I, I you know, I know their fans are pretty into it. Is there a video of you on YouTube singing a Tism song? It exists there somewhere. Is, I've yeah. seen it. No, there is. Yeah. Uh, it was it was filmed by Sans Pants man Joel Dusha. Yeah. And yeah, there was a Tism tribute night at the Hi Fi. That's when we met. Oh, that's when we met. <laughs> Were you on the floor as well? Yep. Yeah. Wait, how on the floor? Like, well, Dusha was lying on his back on the floor in the middle of the pub. Oh, maybe I. He's a, would you say he's a loose unit? Oh, I would say he's the loosest. Yeah, mm. I think he might be the loosest unit I know. <laughs> and I know some loose units. That's right. Anyway, so our Patreon supporters, yeah, it's good to meet you again. Oh, lovely. Mm. So, I'm glad we nodded that out. <laughs> um, and your, was your cardboard cut out here for a photo shoot one time? Yes, it was. Yeah. I couldn't be there in person, so I sent my proxy, which is the cardboard cut out. Good call, yep. So, so we've met a few times yeah, in different forms, yeah. different amounts of D, two and three. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that sounded worse than I intended it to. <laughs> oh, testing that editing rule. Um, <laughs> firstly, I'd love to thank Patreon Jacob Miller. He says, uh, when asked what his favorite primate is, he said, I'm going to have to say the black snub-nosed monkey, not because it's actually my favorite, but because... It is a creature of nightmares. Oh, goodness. Oh, Google, look this up Google, Google, Google. Black snub. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate that poorly because he, he's supposed to send in his favourite and it's not his favourite. Yeah, he, so. did, he, he sort of, oh, yeah. But is it the stuff of nightmares? Yeah. That can still be a favourite. It's real. That doesn't look like a real thing. Oh, yeah, no, that looks like. It's had its nose sliced off and collagen yeah. in the lips. <laughs> That's right. It, it looks like. An alien mid-transformation to turning into a human. Like, mm. you know, when they try and morph in? Yeah. yeah halfway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sure. also it looks like borderline to cute, but it's just the, yeah, the nose. It's that uncanny valley to cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything else it's about it apart valley. from the, the face. It's Let's kinda, have a look again. It's kind of got a bit of a Michael Jackson-y, late Michael Jackson nose thing going on. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I reckon how it's a bit half cute. Cute is usually really big eyes. Right. They've mm. got the big swapped around. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they are very puffy. Puffy's cute. Adorable. And it's so fluffy. Yeah. But the face is completely furless. Mm. <laughs> and you've just got two little slits for nose holes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sneezing would be the work. <laughs> or it'd be really easy because it's just right out there. Easy sneezing. It'd be easy for you. Just pfft, done. <laughs> just the idea that a booger can hang in and out at the same time. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that very much. Mm. I'd rather everything. I love that gravity can help with this process. I want to be as not involved as possible. That's true. You don't want your boogers to be on the fence, do you? No. Pick a, pick a side, boogers. <laughs> pick a side. 
Uh, anyway, thank you so much, Jacob, for your support. Also, Ian Whitehead, he says his favorite primate is the pygmy marmoset because they are the smallest primate and seem pretty cool to chill with. <gasps> you familiar with the pygmy marmoset? This is a this is a very adorable uh, primate. Oh my goodness! <gasps> yeah, they're very very adorable. Oh, that's pretty dull. So sweet. How big? How big? How they're big? Tiny. They're, well, you can see they're, they're like small bananas there. So <gasps> it's it's a, t- a teeny tiny. Or now imagine him in a little oh, coat my... or a little cardigan. A, on a finger <sighs> there. Jeez so, Louise. So oh, yes. Good one, Ian. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah, they're hand size. You put them in your pocket. They're very cute little <gasps> little critters. Um, very cute. And that oh. is a fantastic suggestion that has come up uh, before as well, I think. There's, there's definitely... Definitely some um, some fans out there, and I think it wasn't even on the short list that I put together for the 2018 Primate oh, of the Year, but it will okay. be on there for the 2019 Primate of the Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgie Fuentes says uh, their favorite primate is an old school silverback gorilla. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm. They're massive, furious apes. You want to get up close to them. But you're scared at what they're capable of. Yeah. Oh, that's and that'd a be cool it. That'd answer. be the, that'd be the moment. Like you'd get right up to him, and you're like, "Is he going to chase me?" Which is terrifying but fun. Or <laughs> is he going to be like, "Come here"? And then <laughs> yeah, come here. And he does a little noogie on your yeah, head. Yeah, maybe he picks me up and puts him puts, puts me on his back. <laughs> then we ride around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your friends for life. Friends for life. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That moment. That sliding uh, doors moment. Yeah. Which, I think you couldn't do that. I think you'd have to slowly work your way up to being yeah. friends. Like I'd have to go to the zoo okay. a lot and like him a little wave. Wait, yeah. he's in a zoo? Well, I thought he was your friend. Why did you put him in a zoo? Well, zoo, he, he, needs, he needs boundaries, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the one I've seen at the zoo. Is he know. a real silverback then if he didn't sort of, if he didn't have the natural ability to oh. mingle with others and become the alpha? Good question. Maybe they send in some lesser monkeys and he bashes them or something. You know? Golly. <laughs> Bless the hey, These that... are just bashing monkeys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't let the children yeah, see that's these. Right. And finally, so thank you so much, George. And finally, Scott Porter says, ringtail lemur, just because. Well, like ringtailed lemur. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's right. I'll say it. Oh, You're no. not, a, not a lemur man. They are, they're a classic looking. No, they're pretty good. Uh, they're, they're pretty, pretty cool. Good. King Julius certainly... I had that. Uh, was a divisive moment in lemur yeah. culture. Yeah, look, yeah. I had I had that ready to go regardless of what he would have said. Right, <laughs> a monkey, more like a no. lemur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the the stripy tail, so good. Can't get better than that. That's true. You can't. You can't do it. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck if you want to. Good luck seeing one next to a fence. Uh, Yes, there's the photos. Ah, yep. These guys come up a bit because they have stink fights and we we, we enjoy that about them. They they rub stink into each other and sort of throw stink at each other. And then the winners will get to bone uh, on top of cactuses. I see. According to one David Attenborough documentary or watch. (laughs) Hey. I'd say that's a really valuable source. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the show. Aww. Hopefully it wasn't too confusing uh, to people. <laughs> I should have come in with a better plan. It was real scattergun. 
And it was three people talking about a series they've just binged over the last three or four days. You just want to watch one more episode. Yeah. I just really do. You watch one and then you're like, no, I'll just stay up a little bit later and watch another episode. You know what? I think that really the draw card is that it's not quite an hour. So if yeah. you're like, ah, it's an hour long, that's 54 minutes. You know minutes, what? You know? That extra six minutes is going to give me time to apply like an essential oil sleeping balm. I'm going to mm-hmm. brush my that's teeth. True, yeah. I'll have a snack. Even if I pause and start getting ready for bed in the meantime. That's right, yeah. It gives me time. You're going to brush your teeth and then have a snack? That's insane. <sighs> what do you do it's with madness. six minutes is yeah. mad. Yeah. What do you got, a time machine? Yeah. Oi! <laughs> now where can people find you, Cass? Um, you can find me on Sans Pants Radio. That is, oh, do you mean socials or listens? Wherever you like. Wherever you like. All my socials are Cast Cast Page. Page with an I, not like Ellen Page. It's just not, not that cool. Um, I'm on Sans Pants Radio. I'm on D&D is for Nerds if you like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm on Shut Up a Second if you like Bantry Comedy. And I'm on Why Am I Sad if you like Feelings. <laughs> Wait, hey, who Wait, doesn't? Hate them, hate them. Oh, hate them. Hate them. Oh, no. Yeah, hate them, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I put all my feelings into building a robot or... <laughs> befriending a monkey that's what i do and uh, where where can people find you uh, i'm on the i'm on the podcast the weekly planet i just had to think about that but i'm definitely on it uh, which oh, is phew. part of planet broadcasting just go to planetbroadcasting.com there's all kinds of podcasts if you want to check those out your yeah, voice at the start good. and the end of this episode sure and is. the middle yep <laughs> it's in the whole bit <laughs> the whole bit except for this bit no i couldn't hold it no i'm still i'm in this bit as well oh no <laughs> but he may so everywhere more yeah, like it that's right uh, and they can find you online at Wikipedia Brown on, on Twitter, Twitter. Yes, that's right. And Nick Maysow on... Some, somewhere on Instagram. I'm on there as well. You'll never give it away. Yeah, that's... <laughs> even when prompted. It's hard to say and spell. It's something like Nick Maysow. It's, it's, N-I- it's N-I-C-K-M-A-S-E-A-U. I don't know why I did that. Oh, she didn't yeah. spend a lot of O's. Um, oh, I thought it was Nick Maysau, like to differentiate yourself maybe, internationally. Maybe it was. Maybe that's, maybe that's how I meant it. Uh, and people can find Primates at Primates Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Matt Stew underscore art or Matt Stewart Comedy on Instagram and Facebook. And my comedy website, mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs will show you where all my upcoming tours are. I'm about to be in Adelaide, possibly in Adelaide right now. I'm not sure. And then I'm going to Brisbane for the Comedy Festival and then Melbourne for the Comedy Festival and then Sydney for their Comedy Festival. So come check me out at those places. That would be really cool. And uh, use the discount code to go on for a discount if you want to. Now, the way we normally finish this show mm-hmm. is with a, a catchphrase, a sign-off. <laughs> and it's riffed in the moment. Mesa's sort of worked up one over his last couple of episodes. Do you want to have a crack at riffing a, a classic primate sign-off for the show? Don't give it away yet. It's going to be the final thing we say. Are you happy to oh. do that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. I was about to say it. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. You are, thank you, Matt. You're the best in the biz. It's such an honour to have you here. <laughs> thank you. It's my pleasure. And Cass, you say too. Say more thanks. nice things about me. There's uh, no time. There's no time. <laughs> <laughs> you have a nice head. Thank you. No worries. Hey, I say that to all my guests, yeah. but you in particular. Yeah. And your silver back. It's true. It's illustrious. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Cass, thanks so much for joining us for the first time here in the Monkey House. And as we always say on the show. Uh, it's fine to be prime. Prime time, crime time. Don't get a lime if you want to be prime. But we'll always be mates. That is what we always say. <laughs> thanks so much say. for joining us. <laughs> Chimp you later. <laughs>
podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 